Oh, I'm ready to go. The, yeah, you want to know the other best thing about this? What? I know that Discord doesn't crash my internet. That is true, yeah. That is true. <laughs> I mean, after all the, like, Trump, uh, whatever, I don't know. Like, I don't want to be soured about it and stuff like that, but I don't know. We'll have to see it. Yeah, we'll have to see how this works, so. Yeah. Once again, love Zencaster for what it does. No hate for Zencaster. Yeah, it's been, it's done us good. We'll say that. There's just a lot of people use Zencaster, and mm-hmm. sometimes that causes problems. Okay. All right. But, so, I know normally we don't do this, but I'm just going to introduce the podcast this time, just because, like, so, um, our souls are broken, and we're doing a bonus episode because our previous recording software just i don't know what it did man like it's 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 unlistenable it is absolutely horrendous which which is weird because the link you sent me in my opinion is listenable just not very well it's awful dude it is absolutely awful like when you when you mess with it at all i should just send you all the raw but yeah that would probably not go over well though so no you you, you send me the raw and be like yep i'll totally listen to this never Right. Uh, so we're gonna do a bonus episode. Just and actually, we're trying a new recording setup. Yeah. Was Anybody? it actually? Huh? Was it actually worse than the episode with uh, Scott? Though I'm not sure. I would rather listen to the one with Scott because it had so much actual value. <laughs> well, no, because it was con- the the audio was consistent on his at least. True. It was like the thing is, is that the audio of this one was so spiky, it was impossible to hear anything. Yeah, it was just I don't know. I I didn't like it at all, but I don't know. So, but I don't know. We're, we we got to try something new, I guess. We'll see how this setup works. And yeah, I have some faith, mostly we'll some amount. But of course, now I need to like try and not swear because you don't edit. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna fail in that in, like six seconds. I'm sure. I, but I I need you to fail. So then I'm allowed to fail. So that you're like, well, suck. <laughs> Go for it. Because I have some not nice things to say about people. Oh, okay. Well, if you do, just say things, man. I'll just edit it. That's fine. It's not no, a big deal. I can I control just... myself, usually. <laughs> I do it for most of the actual episodes. Uh, true, true. But I mean, if you got some, if you got some stuff to say, you can say your stuff. That's fine. But... We'll see what happens. Okay, yeah, I suppose we'll see what happens. But how's it going? I've been like a day. <laughs> uh. I actually, I actually heard uh, I, there was a, I actually had something that I wanted to bring up to you that I saw oh, okay. on Twitter today. Uh-huh. Um, it was a, uh, it was a Twitter, it was a Twitter question, not an uh-huh. actual like poll or anything. It was like, so a guy walks up to you and puts a gun to your head. And says he's going to pull the trigger unless you can sing a song perfectly, every word correct. What song do you sing? There was a lot of cop-outs like the ABCs and I'm a Little Teapot. But when I read that, the f- so I had two songs pop in my head. I had two right? pop into my head too, and they're really random. One of mine was Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> okay so do you have to like do like pitch and everything perfectly i have no idea that was the qu- the question was just you have to get every word correct okay all right 
And I just really like Bohemian Rhapsody, and I legit think I could do that. Here's the deal. This is a controversial opinion. Yep. Bohemian Rhapsody is overrated. You're not wrong. But it is still very, very, very good. You're I think people just wrong. rate it too high. People rate it ridiculously high, and I think Wayne's World is partly to blame for that. Yeah. Like, here's the deal. It's the the song is probably like everybody rates it like an A plus 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 plus. And mm-hmm. it's probably like a solid A or maybe an A plus. That's where I'd say I put it at. Right? Like yeah. Mind you, I but, adore Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Right? <laughs> One of my coworkers who is like a six-year-old, actually, I think she's going to be able to retire soon, so she's like 65, has a full-size sta- uh, cardboard cutout stand-up of Freddie Mercury in her office. I approve of your coworker. <laughs> she's interesting. Yeah. Hey, but I, the... I, I made her get along really well, yeah. And the other song that popped in my head oh, yeah, yeah. was um, the Bad Dragon requested song about horse appendages. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could do that one. I don't um, think I could either, because I literally can't do the second verse fully if I'm not listening to it. But oh, that still enough. is the second song that pops in my head, because I think what would happen is I'd start singing it, they would be in such shock that I could then defend myself. Maybe. <laughs> so, weirdly enough, the first song that popped into my head was uh, Audience of One by Rise Against. Okay. Uh, the reason being, I can five star that song on Expert on Rock Band <laughs> for the vocal tracks. Um, Fair. All right. Or like max it or whatever. Like I was able to like basically perfect it. Um, and then the second one is Fire and Rain by James Taylor. Yep. The, the, I'm not surprised because you play that song a lot. Hey, if that if that song got me a wife, I'm pretty sure that song could save my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if if I'm being like honestly legit, like my life depends on it. I would outside of like the cop outs, I would probably just sing like a disturbed song because I've listened to them a million times. Yeah, right. Like I've actually sang the sickness on rock bands. Yep, including the parts that they don't have in the song because yeah, I know. <laughs> like what's going on? <laughs> Like, but. there's probably a few I could do because, like, you know, being somebody who plays music a bit, like, you kind of have to get to that and stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, I think that's really lame, and obviously the person is psychotic if they want you to sing stuff exactly as it should be. Um, well, not the fact that they're holding a gun to your head, the fact that they want you to <laughs> sing something perfectly. Uh, <laughs> I... I, I obviously it was just one of those types of questions. Oh, I know, right? I know, I know it was, but, but it I, was just really interesting because there are a lot of songs that a lot of people probably don't realize that they don't sing correctly. Oh yeah, lots of them. Because it's just how you are as a human, right? You don't remember mm-hmm. things perfectly. You put your own words in there. Yeah, exactly. And I I like that personally, but like yeah. I know there's some songs that I really like that I couldn't do that because I kind of I I take liberties with the words, but mm-hmm. <laughs> even if I do know them really well, but. Yeah, as you do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but, uh, horse appendages. Horse, god damn you! Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to say that that didn't, that wouldn't require editing. Uh, you, you did it, <laughs> but I'd probably that'd probably be something I would have to edit. So, I uh, you yes. 
Yeah. That is not something that you would freely post for like you know, on the dungeons and page is usually what my criteria is. So. Yeah, you, uh, I mean, there's some stuff I've said on here that I usually wouldn't do that either, but... Yeah. Uh, we use a little fouler language than normal. I guess anything I wouldn't feel awkward posting even in the Discord. Yeah. But... <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. yeah. So, have have you beat S.H.I.E.L.D. yet? I have not. <laughs> I did successfully beat the third gym or the second gym. Okay, I just beat another one, so yeah. I just, I just, up. I just got the guy to actually go to the third gym, and I'm now deciding if I actually want to try and beat it with my starter, even though my starter's fire and it's fire gym, mm-hmm. or if I, or if I want to try and like level up a water type a little bit. I'm honestly thinking of just being like. YOLO, I have X attacks. The speedrun strats, yo. <laughs> I mean, that that's... My goal is just to get to the end of the game, right? Like, yeah. my goal is not to... The problem is I'm doing it my way. Like, I can't not pick up items that I know are there. Yeah. I'm just not... Go- and I also can't not fight every trainer because I'm a weirdo. I'm just oh, basically yeah, right? not... I'm just basically not wasting time in the wild area. Which is what I did a lot when I was playing Sword. Here's the deal. That's half the fun of it. It is. The wild area is just sweet. Yeah, like, that is just super gas, man. Like, that was such a good, like, design choice, in my opinion. Yeah, the the fact that it's just, like, this is a giant area that you can go in whenever you want. There's various levels of Pokemon, you know, Mm -hmm. some of which are stupidly higher level than you, and, dear God, why are you trying to fight them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first time I was like rocking around, I'm like, "Oh, sweet Mudsdale! Mudsdale's a really awesome Pokemon. I'm gonna try and catch it with my level 17s." And it's like, "I'm level 35," and I'm just like, "I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to go not this way. See you later." <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, I actually was disappointed because I was looking for a six Pokemon for my team, even though I am quotations at speed running this. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna catch a Ghastly, and all the Ghastlies are like level 25. It's like, I can't catch you yet. Oh, womp womp. But it's yeah. like, why can I see you? It's not even like randomly wandering in the middle of nowhere Pokemon either, like they do. Like they're in the grass, and I just can't catch them. So, <laughs> I mean, eventually you can. Eventually. Actually, this is the first Pokemon game where I have not caught and leveled the Ghastly with me the entire way up through the Elite Four. In Shield, or in Sword, I didn't do that. No shit. Yeah. I think I caught a Ghastly, and I just put it in the I put it in the, the Pokebank, and then I caught a, a random wandering Haunter because I could, and then I caught yeah. a random wandering Gengar because I could, and I'm just like, alright, I'm content. Collection complete. <laughs> yeah, I just... I just don't have one, which is something that I almost always have when I play these games. But That is unusual for you. It helps that they're just not that good of a Pokemon anymore. <laughs> Were they ever? Uh, Gengar was. Was he actually legit? Yeah, Gengar like was. being poison type was just a detriment. It was. It was a really huge detriment. <laughs> the, fa- the fact that Gengar, which, like, the Gengar line was supposed to be, like, an answer to psychic types, but then it was super effective or weak to psychic types is BS. Just yeah, saying. like I feel like just in general, like the Pokemon design decisions sometimes on the types and stuff is just kind of like it's like what are you thinking? Like they go I a little too top down sometimes. 
I think the whole thing in Gen One was they're like, we want we want this Pokemon to seem bad, so they decided to give it a poison typing. Really? Why would I, they want it to seem bad? Not bad as like bad as in evil. Oh, okay. Like how in Japan they're not called dark types; they're called evil types. Like that is an actual thing. Okay. I think I think they just used poison to represent evil in that regard, right? Me, me. I know. I don't agree with it. I think when Gen Two came out and dark types started existing, I think Gengar. Gengar should have gained the dark typing. Would Ghost Dark actually be good? Uh, it would basically like crush any remotely thing resembling a psychic type, but. So it'd be so. What's strong against dark? Fighting, which which, is, which it's immune to. Yep. <laughs> uh, what all is? I think is very good against dark. Dark fairy didn't exist at the time, did it? Yes. No, I'm just saying for right now. Oh, because it was like dark and steel came about at the same time, and then they added fairy later in like. Yeah, dark is weak to fighting, dark and fairy. Jeez. So it was weak to fighting and. Dark. Did, and, would, would Ghost do anything about that? I'm checking. Moving down the type. Ghost is weak to Ghost and Dark. So basically, so it, it would only be weak it, to its own things. It, it would just super fold to Dark, basically. Yeah. Awesome. Be sweet. Would just it would it would super fold to Dark, which would be hilarious, but <laughs> it wouldn't be that busted. But the thing is, um. While Gengar has shit typing because it's poison type, it has a freakishly good move pool. Any Pokemon that can learn Thunderbolt is automatically going to be, like, solid, right? That's just something that happens. I suppose you're right, yeah. And um, once they gained Mega Evolutions, Gengar gained the Arena Trap ability or Shadow Tag or whatever it was, was, and it just became, like, a stupidly powerful sweeper. You'd move... you You would bring it in... The Pokemon you brought it in against could never escape, and you would just one-shot it. Huh. So, Gengar had its, had has had its moments to shine, but now it's just trash. It's had its moments like Quagsire, right? Yeah, like Quagsire. <laughs> Quagsire still has its moments on occasion. I don't know what kind of moments, but <laughs> the greatest Kyogre check ever. <laughs> just saying, Kyogre dominated the Ubers for an entire generation before they came out with the Primals and then Groudon became better. But Quagsire is just like, yeah, I can totally take on this Uber-tier legendary that nothing else can beat. Funny. I don't care. Because Quagsire is like, yup. Yup. You do you. you. Because I'm Quagsire. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. What's going on here? There's a Look at that guy. He's he's round like I am. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I love Quagsire. I know you do, but yeah, this is this this gen of Pokemon games have been pretty gas. It has actually. I was I was I'm, I have new, I have new trainees at work, mm-hmm. and I was talking to him today because he we he's just like basically trying to find things to talk about. Yep. And I mentioned that I'm playing. I played Sword, and I've been playing through Shield. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "So what do you think about them?" And I'm like, "Well, depending on if you listen to the whiners online or actually play it yourself, it's pretty awesome." <laughs> <laughs> like, 
So I'm just going to say, anyone who complains about the fact that every single Pokemon is not technically part of the Pokédex in this game can go to hell. <laughs> this is literally the part where I really wanted to swear, because this it legit pisses me off. <laughs> you just like, like get mad about everything? People don't realize how having like 1,200 Pokemon is not improving the game at all. It's it is a detriment. Honestly, they left a bunch in that I think should be removed. But like having Centret in your game is not improving your game. No, Centret... and I like I like Centret. <laughs> no, like there's a guy I follow, I watch on YouTube. His name's Dobbs. His favorite Pokemon is Furret. Actually, and... I love Furret too. Yeah. But like, here's the thing: they're not adding anything to the game. All Centret and Furret are is they're the Gen two equivalent of R Rattata and Raticate. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. And you know what's also not in the game because they don't add anything: Rattata and Eradicate. <laughs> they really like, don't. Like having um, any of the like, you love Pidgey. I love Pidgey. Having Pidgey in the game is not going to improve the game. No, it's not. Like, like Pidgeot is like actually Pidgeotto, but that line is like one of my favorite, uh, favorite Pokemon lines in the in the game like every game i play i would find one and i would end up with it in my main party but yeah it, it's not improving the game by putting this stupid flying normal type in there no like and you already have the flying type you know first zone starter in rookity or rookity or whatever this name is yeah and it's actually good yeah and it's actually good and not and, trash <laughs> and and interesting and cool like you actually like like I just got a picture of Cor Corviknight sitting there going trash now. But... <laughs> uh, sorry, that's that's kind of perfect actually. Yeah, I know. Uh... But it's like you hear all these people, and I have a theory that the reason why people are complaining is they all have like that one specific Pokemon that they love and like they can't live without because of nostalgia oh, yeah. for some reason. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, this, but they can't just be like, oh, this game is shit because it doesn't have Chimchar. They have because then that just makes them sound like douche nozzles. Yeah. So like you need to be like, I want the entire Dex because I'm dumb. Yeah. It's like it doesn't have Pidgey, so this sucks. Yeah. Like and honestly, like, there's yeah. a lot of like I would love to see them do a reboot and like just cut a bunch of Pokemon. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that's what they did, and yeah. that was the correct choice. I don't think they cut. En I don't think they cut enough, and I think they left some redundant ones in that are just kind of stupid. But they, they definitely did. Like here, uh, also, I'm of the opinion that human, basically, the vast majority of humanoid Pokemon should not exist because they're just weird waifu bait. Yeah, in a lot of ways, actually, most male and freaky, but the waifu bait can stay. I like waifu bait. <laughs> Like, I legit think that there's no reason for Gardevoir to be in Sword of Shield. Fair enough. Because we already have another fairy psychic type in Hatterene. Yeah. Like, that is another evolutionary line that is actually based on uh, British lore and stuff that has the exact same typing and probably the exact same attacks. The only right, reason really Gardevoir... Similar moveset, yeah. The only reason why Gardevoir is around is because Gardevoir is so goddamn popular because people want a boner. I mean, yeah. Like, but that's literally <laughs> what it is, right? Like, yep. if we're being honest, Magikarp and Gyarados probably shouldn't be in there, but they are because Gyarados is super popular. Here's the deal. Magikarp and Gyarados are gas as hell. They are. 
There's a reason they why should, I've been and running I think them on my team this whole time. They're an improvement, I think. Like, I think it, they are... A, like, like Gyarados is a quality Pokemon, I think, worth having in the game. It, it, I, and, I agree and the, with that. And the challenge of having a Magikarp be the one that evolves into him, I think, is actually a fun mini game for the people who want to do it. Man, it took forever to evolve my Magikarp. <laughs> and then once I evolved Magikarp, I'm like, all right, Gyarados, you're my lead now. Yeah, get out here. I actually have one, and I just was like, all right, box you. I'm not even running them. Not even running the Gyarados? Or... Nope. Oh, weirdo. Usually I do, yeah. I'm like, I gets... I'm like, I don't want to take quad damage to lightning. <laughs> it actually gets a stab flying attack in this game, though. Oh, really? It gets bounce. Hmm. It only is... It's basically fly, but for... Yeah, things without wings. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's kind of nifty. Only mm-hmm. five PP sucks, but yeah, that's awful. But uh, you know what? Also, I really like about this game: uh, fairly early wild EVs. Yes, like that is just like right before the first gym. Yep, like they should have done that a long time ago. <laughs> like just having EVs all over instead one... of being like you get one per game unless you breed them. <laughs> yeah, like. So first off, one, EVs are awesome. Yeah, all right. Two, it gives you tons of options. Yep. And three, EVs are awesome. I like EV personally. Like my my son only knows the name of one Pokemon and it's EV. <laughs> Did you pick up your Gigantamax EV? Uh the one from that you get right away? Yeah, the one that you get yep. because you have Let's go, Eevee. Yep. I've considered buying Let's Go Pikachu just to get the Gigantamax Pikachu. See, then you'd have that stupid rat, and it isn't worth your time. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually really powerful. <laughs> I don't care. I have principles here. Uh, it's Gigantamax attack paralyzes every Pokemon in the opposing team. So it's it's really good in doubles, and it's just a guaranteed paralyze in general, which so, so is nothing, but... Yeah, what's some... Uh... What's Eevee's Gigantamax thing? It just becomes a gigantic, fluffy Eevee. I'm okay with this. I don't remember what its Gigantamax attack does. Because every Gigantamax attack does something special. Yeah. I don't remember what Eevee's is, but... Extra fluffy or something. Probably. Also, I do... I actually really like how the Gigantamax Pikachu like harkens back to like the original art of uh, the Pikachu in the TCG, where it's just this chubby little bastard. Oh, does it just look like this fat, stupid little derp rat? That is all he looks like. And oh, his, tail, his tail is glowing yellow and really thin. So <laughs> it's like, it is the just pudgiest little thing you've ever seen in your life. Nice. It's kind of adorable. <laughs> uh, Speaking no. of Gigantamax, that's another thing that people are really dumb. Everyone who says that they need to bring back Mega Evolutions can go sit on a horse's appendage. <laughs> I see I see upsides both ways here. <laughs> <laughs> like mega evolutions don't add anything to the game. Let's be completely honest. Uh, so here's the deal. Like Gigantamax really doesn't as well. It doesn't, but it's it is more balanced and that's what I like fine like so so the the thing about uh dynamaxing and gigantamaxing is you literally have everything that you have from mega evolutions and everything you have from z moves combined into one but on a time limit you only get three turns 
which means it's a lot more reasonable to actually like play around your instead of your opponent just uh, mega ev evolving their one Pokemon and sweeping you, and you have no chance whatsoever because it mm -hmm. becomes a powerhouse. You just need to stall for three turns. Yeah, and I really like that. Like, fair enough. Like, it is a less powerful version of Mega Evolution. It's a less BS version of Z moves. Z moves were stupid. I'm just gonna say, I never liked that. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, I don't know. I just that was just kind of a mechanic I didn't like in whatever it was Moon or whatever I had. That's yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, probably because sun and moon, you would take. Yeah, I always have the always... second one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I actually really do like Dynamaxing and G maxing, and people who don't are basically just complaining for the sake of complaining. Uh, no. This is another thing I wanted to complain about. <laughs> I this all came about because I I was looking for to see if there's anything exciting going on. So I actually hunted down the Pokemon people on Twitter. I won't yep. follow them for some weird reason. I have no desire to follow them, but every once in a while I'll just hunt them down and see if they have anything posted. Yeah. Someone did an announcement for something, and every like response in the thread was people bitching. It's like, stop. All of you, stop. You know what? It's really good to know that the Magic community isn't the only one that just randomly bitches about everything. Like that's a, like, and like I'm sure like all these people complaining are just like you know my age and just can't get on with their lives. I need my goddamn Pidgey John. Like you know, you know what would happen if Ghastly wasn't in this game? I would have used three less Pokeballs because <laughs> I wouldn't have caught a Ghastly Haunter or a Gengar. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I have your Gengar card at the house here. Shouldn't it be in one of my books? It fell out. Oh. All right. It fell on the floor, and I had to pick it up and get it off the floor. So. Well, that's nice of you. Yep, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Me, the guy who buys Pokemon cards of his favorite evolutionary line when he doesn't even play Pokemon, would not be affected if, if my favorite Pokemon was not in this game. Yeah. Because I'd be like, all right. All right. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Moving on in life. Yeah, I haven't even looked to see what's in the Pokedex and what has been cut and stuff. But... Yeah, there's 410. Oh, wow, they did some trimming. Yeah, but that is still a stupidly large number of Pokemon. Actually, it, yeah. it might be 411 now that Galarian Slowpoke exists. I think it was 410 before that. Okay. Like, that's still as many Pokemon as in, what, the first three gens? This is what two fifty one after Gen two. I can't yeah, imagine they hundred. Yeah, like it, yeah, I think so. Like that is still a stupidly large number. I don't of... think it's an unwieldy number, though. It's not. Like I actually think, like I think, like four hundred or something is perfectly reasonable. Mm -hmm. You know, I have like three hundred and something of them already. I don't yeah. know the exact number. I haven't paid that much attention lately. But like, there's, it's not, it hasn't seemed overwhelming to me. It's just like, but it still know, seems diverse, which is good. It is like there's not a lot of like, oh, this is just another version of this, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, we hit, we hit the Pigeon Rattata zone, or we hit the, you know, Bellsprout yeah. zone, or we hit the, you know, and it's like you see the same two Pokemon over and over again, or you're running, you know, 
Like you're running around the woods, running into caterpies and metapods and crap until you friggin' can finally hit a Pikachu you gotta catch or something. I just now realized that Bellsprout and Weedle aren't in the game. They're at least Cater- not in they're at least Caterpie not in Sword. Is. Yeah, Caterpie and Butterfree are. Yeah. I saw it because I remember seeing a metapod or I, me- I had caught a metapod, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like I mean this is also this is like based off just in sword. I have no idea what's yeah. in shields. Because I'm avoid, I'm not going out of my way to catch Pokemon. But. Yeah. It, Pokemon's just taking up freakishly large point of my life at the moment. Yeah, I, I, like, I guess you haven't been playing any other games. <laughs> uh, not since I beat Sword. Actually, I've, I'm playing Sword more after I beat it than when I was playing through it. I actually kind of want to get to the end game super bad now. Just because. Well, I I actually had a lot of fun raiding with you, so. Yeah, that's a good time. Yeah, I, I was mean, like, oops, sorry. What? I would say before before I beat the game, I was playing like Bayonetta one just because, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've heard that's good. It's it's good if you enjoy spectacle fighters. Uh, well, I don't, so I probably yeah. Like it. It's I, solid. I, all I, all I want to do is play games where people eat each other, I guess, because I feel like that's like the last two games I've been playing. As you do. As I do. Or just awful dystopias. Alternate future dystopia. Alternate history dystopias. But I mean, give us a actually, few that, years. That is literally the same. God, I, just, I didn't even realize that to some degree, that both of them are also alternate timelines. In regards to uh, so the last two oh, games I've been yeah, playing are I forgot about we ha- yeah we happy few That's yeah I've been playing Frostpunk and we happy few mm-hmm. which Frostpunk is like an alternate timeline like steampunk so like yep. you know eighteen seventies I think is where the game takes place in the like the frigid wasteland I didn't realize I thought it was like post our time I didn't realize it was pre our time no it's it's like yeah it's like a a steampunk sort of game and everything so yeah it's it's all that so it's back then and everything and then we happy few takes place in like the 60s but i knew that one yeah in britain how what is your opinion on we happy few i've heard very mixed things about it so i so let me say i really enjoy it honestly Mm -hmm. um I could understand people not liking it, but it's I don't I don't even know like how to frame it and everything. So yeah. if you're looking for a game that's like super super tight and directional and everything, uh, this is not your game. Definitely <laughs> not the game for you. No, it's 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 not an open world game. Because supposedly it's like procedurally generated, like uh, like Diablo kind of thing. All right. And I'm starting to pick that. Like you can start picking up the pieces and stuff and see the patterns and everything. Finally, um, like once I've played enough and everything, um, it's it's like a survival game. It's and it's a, it's a survival game technically. Um, if you're the kind of person who doesn't who isn't okay with seeing the mechanics of your game and that breaks your immersion then i think you i think you also would not like it like it's it's not a perfectly polished and tuned game i'm gonna say 
But I kind of I kind of enjoy that. <laughs> I've never heard it be referred to as a survival game. I didn't know it was a survival game. It technically is a survival game. Like like the mechanics and the design of the game is really cool. Like I, I, like the the ideas they had for it are 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 I really really like. Mm-hmm. Some of the execution could be done a little better if you play it like a game. You kind of um lose some of the mystique if that makes sense. It's like um. Did you ever play the old thief, the, the old thief games? I have never played any thief game. Have you ever seen them? I've seen you play them. Okay, so like the old thief, like the original thief, uh, dark project game. Like I remember playing that game when I was younger, and you're like, you know, you're like, oh man, sneaking around and like, you know, like doing all this stuff and like being stealthy, and you're like, oh man, like this guard's coming by, and like you're all like freaked out. Um, we went and played it, so like. A while, uh, a number of years back, we kind of did like this thing at work where we did like a game society thing where we'd go through and play games together mm-hmm. um, and like share our experiences with them. And we did Thief one time and we actually stopped playing it because it kind of sucked because we realized we realized the game about it and we're like, oh, you can just literally like kind of like ex- we figured out how to like exploit AI and like, you know. It was it was a really easy ga- game to save scum and everything, and like and you could just once you figured out the mechanics, you could literally just like bunny hop past people and stuff like that. So it like lost a lot of that luster that made it like really really cool. If that makes sense, like you so, had you had to play the game the way the game was supposed to be played, not the optimal way to play the game. So you if you speed run it, it loses luster. Dude, if you speedrun that game, you are literally killing yourself and flinging yourself through. <laughs> so it does lose its luster. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's pretty awesome watching the speedruns because it's stupid. Yeah. But but yeah, basically that's what it is. It's like it's it, it, if you kind of like do the speedrun thing, you like it loses a lot of its charm, if that makes sense. Whereas yeah. like the funny thing is like you know I've played i've speed i've speedrun skyrim and i've played a lot of skyrim and stuff like that that game still holds a lot of charm for me even though i know some of the tricks yep like you know it's like oh it it, it still has it still has that like like this game i feel like if you played it optimally you would not have fun because it's, it's really easy to um see through some of the mechanics at least that i'm playing on like easy or something so i think it's you know whatever and stuff like that but um it's but overall i really like the the procedural generated nature of the game the aesthetics are are pretty cool um the story is i like so far i haven't finished it obviously yet and i actually like the um the gameplay it's sort of this like survival like this survival skyrim open world sort of thing like not it's not really an open world though it's as I said, it's more like Diablo, where you have this like map you kind of uncover to some degree. But I don't know; it's interesting. Like, and the ge- the one of the cool things they did is um, the gameplay shifts super heavily between day and night, and like you pl- you have to play completely play one way during the day and have to play complete play a completely different way at night, um, just by the nature of how NPCs react and everything. Like, it's really cool, but so. I don't know. I'm positive on it. I, I give it a thumbs up so far. Like they react differently as in like they're more hostile or something at night or what? Y- yeah. So depending on the zone you're in, mm-hmm. um, like I just got to one of the city zones 
Um, do you know? Do you know anything about the story? Nope, not at all. Okay, so basically, it's like uh, it's an alternate timeline. Um, uh, England, Great Britain area, or whatever. I don't know that that area of the world that doesn't matter. Yep. Um, uh, basically, when the Germans were attacking London during World War II. Um, the alternate history is that we never showed up. <laughs> we never came, we never joined the war. Oh. And so they lost. And uh and then the Germans kind of did some awful stuff. Actually, the Ger- I'm not I'm not even sure that the Germans did awful stuff. Like the some of some of the, the narrative makes it seem like they were com- like the the British were complicit in it to some degree. Like they just accepted it. And right. so basically it lives in a world like I don't know how they got to this world exactly. Like the narrative kind of is piecing together still. Um but it's sort of like this Orwellian 1984-esque kind of thing. Like your your character works in an office censoring the past. All right. Like uh, newspapers and stuff, like you censor censor things and get rid of it and everything, uh, because a, a nation or a nation with no past is a happy nation, um, <laughs> and everyone is mandated to take this drug called joy, to that basically perpetually makes them happy and makes the world look better and everything because they are incapable of being happy without it. Yeah, because, I, I, because I know that they, part. Yeah, I know about the drug the thing. So. You stuff happens and stuff, and you end up in like one of the like scrubby districts first. But like when you get back into the city districts, like you know, all the people there are like hopped up on joy, and there's like the cops and stuff that are wandering around. And during the day, people are like you know wandering around, and like they'll they'll talk to you. And if you trespass or like do things, everybody goes ape shit and will try to kill you. If they if you're like suffering from joy withdrawals, um, they'll you know, attack you and everything. There's sensors that can detect if you haven't taken your joy or not and stuff. Um, and you can take and you can take it, but that has effects on you and everything too. So it's like this constant balance of resources. Mm. But so you're you're doing around that, but like you can't be an asshole during the day either. So you can actually buy a perk to get rid of this, which is nice, but like you can't sprint around because people are like, what what the F are you doing? Yeah, why or, are you running? <laughs> or like jumping and things like that. Like if, if you do certain things, like it pisses people off and like people get pissed off super quick and everybody will mob you and kill you because there's so goddamn many people and combat is awful in this game. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's not awful, awful. It's just not good. Um, which I think is a feature, not a bug. Mm. Um, but so then when it gets to be, n- gets to be night, um, so like during the day you kind of spend this like spend your time like almost uh social engineering stuff around more so mm-hmm. um but then at night the only people out on the street are like the cops doing patrols and everything so you're playing the stealth game trying to like sneak around them through alleys and you know not get caught and do this stuff and the 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 tension between it is like some of the things that you want to do you have to do you are far easier to do during the day and some things are far easier to do at night even if you have to contend with these two different challenges. So it creates this interesting tension between the two and everything. And I, I really like that sense of gameplay that they created. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. That's just that's just my opinion on it and stuff like that. But this I this is a game that goes right up my alley ways. 
Um, there's a lot to explore. There's a lot to a lot of things that I can just pick up a lot of crap off the ground um, and kind of do my own thing at my own pace. You can be your hoarder self. Oh God, I am a hoarder. I am such a hoarder. I literally like was like, oh crap, and I just like ran and got the perk that I could use to like up my inventory or my carry capacity like instantly because I cannot throw anything away. So you kind of brought up an interesting point that I'm kind of curious about. Sure. You said that if you like, if you were to do like speed running style things in this game, it would completely basically ruin the game for you and all yep. that. Mm-hmm. Which, which is. So I remember way back when, before I even started watching speedruns, like, mm-hmm. and you were watching speedruns, you told me about them, I was like, I don't see a point in this. Like, what's the point of playing a game with the intent of beating it as soon as possible? <laughs> and, and then I, like, got into uh, Gen 1 Pokemon speedruns. Yep. Of all things. <laughs> of all things. Well... I, it was it's just it was purely nostalgia, right? I'm yeah, like, right. all right, sure, I'll watch this guy, you know, speed run Pokemon Blue or Red or whatever one. Yeah, I was watching. I was like, this is awesome. And then I per- also got into it. So like, yeah. suddenly I start speed running Pokemon Blue, mm-hmm. and like, I do have like a new appreciation for the Pokemon games entirely because yep. of speed running. There, there's certain games that do that. I think there's certain games that give you an appreciation, and other games you're just like, ugh, awful. yeah. Well, so that's that's the fu- that's the funny thing, though, right? Like me speedrunning Pokemon Blue is basically why I bought Soul Silver, why I mm-hmm. bought Fire Red and Leaf Green, why like, you bought it, a Switch. <laughs> well, like, like yeah, all this like all this nostalgia for like Gen One Pokemon is why I'm like, oh yeah, let's go. Eevee looks awesome. Oh yeah, yeah this Pokemon game looks awesome, mm-hmm. and it just like. I mean, obviously, my passion for Pokemon has been reignited for a while now, but it yeah. was basically reignited because of speedrunning. Yep. And it's just interesting, like, I'm just curious, is there any other game that, like, the thought of speedrunning just kind of, like, would completely turn the game off for you, or...? I'm not sure, because, like, the the funny thing is the games that I've ever I've looked at, like, so, I've as I said, I've speedrun Skyrim. Yeah. Um, and that actually makes me... That's one of the ones that's, like... You play that game and you speedrun and you see all the holes in it and how like all the problems like all the problems and the glitch and like you know how kind of janky the game is and it makes you love it more. Yeah, like I've never funny, it's the exact opposite. I have never put in the work of speedrunning Skyrim. Yep. But watching other people speedrun it does make me appreciate just how Bethesda somehow makes this shit work. Yeah. Like Fallout (laughs) has kind of the same thing too. Um, if you watch the fall, any of the Fallout speedruns, actually, like they're really good. Um, I'd recommend uh, uh, the last GDQ, the a, uh, AGDQ 2020. Yeah, the uh, guy did every Fallout yeah, game. The the Fallout anthology by uh, Tomato Tomato Angus is what it is on GDQ. The G is silent. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not. He did a phenomenal run. It's super interesting and awesome to watch. And he even brought props for to explain some of the stuff, which so, was hilarious. Like, which and was yeah, it was super good. Like and he explained it so good. It was just like when he brought out like the pipe cleaners attached to like cardboard or cardstock with like cups on it. He's like, so this is what's gonna happen. Trust me, I need this to explain it. It's so yeah, just like, like goes through explaining it. It's like explain, explain, explains. That saves forty seconds. 
didn't he like he went like a half hour over overestimation, didn't he? Uh something or it was like ten minutes over, I think. I, but yeah, I, I I missed some. I had to leave for some reason when I can't, when like when I started watching again. Like something had gone wrong. I have no idea what, but something had gone wrong. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he took too much radiation damage in the reactor, and was just ah. dying, and was just dying because of it. And was trying to find Radaway, and so he was routing on the fly for it, and then got back to, and was like, and finally found it, and like was able to take care of the problem. Got back to right where he was, where his like where he reloaded in after dying the first time, mm-hmm. and like turned and looked, and there was Radaway sitting on the ground there. <laughs> Did he just forget that it was in the game there? He didn't know, because he's never gone over that. Or he doesn't really go over that way and stuff. So yeah. he's like, you know, over all this other stuff. But like, yeah, it was just like, the whole run was gas. Even the, like, the first, uh, the first four games were just awesome. What, One, two, when, New Vegas. Yeah, they're all great. Whenever I watch a speedrunner have to reroute on the fly because something went wrong, it's probably one of the best parts of watching a marathon run. Also, you just appreciate how good they are. Just like, they're just like thinking about these things. And it's like, oh yeah, here, here, okay, yeah. Yeah, they just know these things. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's you see it occasionally in Pokemon, and the funny thing is, like if you were watching these people stream, you'd never get to see that. Yeah, because usually if they're streaming, they're just going for PB or world record. Mm-hmm. They're not like trying to figure out how to go from these things. Yeah, they're just like, all right, reset, let's do this. <laughs> like that's one of those things that gives me such an appreciation for shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Like he. I don't even know if he's like top five in any Pokemon game world record anymore. Yeah. But the man has such a ridiculous knowledge of Pokemon, especially Gen 1. Like, yeah. Like his glitch exhibition of Gen 1 and just his <laughs> catch em all Gen 1 was that just was one a, of the most ridiculous run, yeah. things ever. And like, like I said, I don't think he owns, has world records for any of that stuff. He just knows. Well, like he's done randomizers too and stuff. Yeah, he he does randomizer bingo for fun. Yeah, like that's yeah. Like you want to talk about just needing ridiculous game knowledge? Like I don't know if you've seen like the bingo cards and stuff. No. Where it's like like he has different catch and counter rates memorized for for each area if he's trying to hunt down a specific pokemon. And he knows which one is which by the level of the pokemon when he encounters them. God, like, and I mean, this is—he's uh, obviously not the only one with this knowledge. Uh, yeah. Him and Three Sixty Chrisum—they're the ones who constantly do races with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, both of them just know these things, and like their newest thing is instead of just randomizer bingo, they do—they do—they uh, play Battleship. They take—they take, they take a, a grid layout of all. 251 Pokemon. They almost exclusively do this in Gen 2. Uh-huh. They place their battleships on there where they want them, hiding it from their opponent, and then they race and uh, it starts in Silphco right as you're getting the Master Ball. Okay. And you have to throw, you have to c- catch a Pokemon to mark it on the thing and be like, you know... And you have to sink all their ships? You have to sink all their ships. That is insane <laughs> and like so this it gets just completely batched when it's like all right i'm gonna go you know to this part of crystal because i know you know there's like a small chance that the pokemon's going to spawn here and then they just sit there using manipulations to make the poke like or they use a tract to make the pokemon like spawn to try and find all the encounter rates and see if they can find a pokemon 
<laughs> like honestly, the bingo is more interesting than the battleship to me because that the bingo crazy, but can do crazy shit. But yeah, there's like like that just shows you how ridiculous their knowledge of these games are when they're just like, yeah, let's make let's make a game out of this game. <laughs> like screw racing, racing's boring. Let's play. Yeah, it's bingo. like. <laughs> Oh man, that's hardcore. Yeah, I I really enjoy the speedrun community of Pokemon. Yeah, speedrunning is like I think my first reaction to speedrunning was like with you two. It's like why would I want to like that? Sounds like no fun, literally, and stuff like that. But honestly, it's just a crap load of fun because mm-hmm. <laughs> I've only completed two speedruns ever. I've done Skyrim and I've done Super Mario World. You technically did the speedrun of Pokemon. No, I never finished it. Oh yeah, you never did. Nope. I, I, scrub, I scrubbed out. I was like 40 minutes ahead of you, and you're just yeah. like, yep, we're calling it. Yeah, you got it, because I just I didn't finish it. But I got all the way to the Leap 4. I, I didn't know some of the mechanics, but... Yeah. yeah. Like Super Mario World is one of those ones, too, that like I just appreciate way more now that I know some of the like dumb crap in it. But Isn't, isn't any Super Mario game just playing the game stupidly well. There's a lot of glitches in them. I, I didn't know there were actually glitches in Mario. The the night uh what is it now? It's not 19 exit, is it? What did I run now? I can't remember my I can't remember the the exit count of it. Uh I think it's the 19 exit run of Super Mario World, which is the one where you take the Star Road to Bowser's right. Castle and fight him. All right. Uh um that actually uses a super big glitch like in the very first level in the very first level you actually perform a glitch to put a cloud in your item box all right so that you can do the bowser fight faster the more you know. 11, 11 exit, that's what it is. I don't know. 96 exit, that's why I keep saying 19 is because it's that. But yeah, the 11 exit run is what it is. Yeah, I just assume that all speedruns of Mario just consist of playing it really well and choosing the right warp pipes. <laughs> no, man. Like, even even Mario, like, original Mario Brothers, like, there's a ton, like, that. that is a super technical run. Like, you have to execute really well, but there's a lot of, like, kind of weird glitches that happen in that. And that's not like that's not like the clips and stuff like that even or the flagpole glitches. It's just actual factual. I'm just gonna do some crazy shit up in here. Kind of it. I mean, like a lot of it is execution based, but like there's uh you can manipulate, kind of manipulate the game. So when you go down a pipe, it sends you to a different location. Really? Yeah. So. I actually just kind of watched a video on this really quick, but like so. Th- the pipes themselves aren't tied to warp locations. I was unaware of that. Yeah, I know, right? So the way it works is there's actually like screen tran like as the screen's moving, there's there's like objects on the screen at certain points that trigger when you make a screen transition in that spot to send you to a new location. So what you can do is you can enter pipes before or after those screen transitions to enter pipes early. All right. Kind of. Like, if I had a pic, if I could draw you a picture, it would make a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, you, you need your own version of cardstock, styrofoam cups, and pipe. I, I really, really do. <laughs> so imagine you're waiting for a bus. 
Um, <laughs> sorry, everybody's heard that one, I'm sure. But um, but like, so basically, like, imagine so in all the levels and stuff, like, there's as you're going along. So suppose you hit a uh, there's a pipe that brings you to like, um, like that secret. You know, do you know World One One well enough? Yeah. Yeah, so like go, so you're going along and there's like that point. pipe early yeah there's that pipe early on that brings you to some coins right yep so as you're going along your screen will pass over a spot on the map basically that will say hey whenever you transition out of this screen through a pipe or climbing up a vine or whatever send you go to this location and mm -hmm. that just stays set until you hit another one of those so on one level one of the underground levels where you do a warp, you're going along and you hit this transition that says, hey, whenever you transition out, you're going to go to this special zone. And, it, and you hit this vine, actually, and the, the vine is what brings you to the spot. But what you can do is you can shift Mario further ahead in the screen so that as you're going along, there's another pipe you can enter. And the trigger for that pipe is actually after the pipe to, to change the game from saying, hey, go to this warp zone to saying, hey, go to this underground section or whatever. So you, when you enter the pipe, it actually says, hey, go to this special warp zone. If that makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs> it actually does. So you can do that by en yeah, entering stuff early and things like that. So like that, so like that's like a, a big manipulate like thing you can do to, to activate, you know, to do that. But and then there's obviously the flagpole glitches for saving frame rules like that. But like yeah. yeah it's the, the generalized stuff. The general like yeah, and um uh there, there's a like a frame perfect jump off a pipe, so you can do like a wall jump and stuff. But like, yeah, that's all crazy shit. But I don't know. Yeah, Super Mario World is actually pretty glitchy, so that's one where people do a lot of crazy stuff. I like recode the entire game <laughs> because reasons. Because reasons. Also, it's just a super fun game, and basically, whenever I'm making Mario Maker levels, I just want to do Super Mario levels because. None of the other games have the spin jump mechanic like Super Mario World does. Mm -hmm. And I love... That's like my favorite thing. All the levels I've made are basically spin jump levels. Because I just find that mechanic so fascinating. Like, I have one published right now, and then I have another one that's just super stupid that I made that I haven't published, and then I've been working on like a longer one that I haven't published, but... I don't know. It's good times. I like spin jumps. <laughs> Noted. Noted. <laughs> I'm one of those weird people who don't have like a super high affinity for Mario games. I'm not like a huge platformer person, but like Super Mario World, I absolutely love. I think that game is just the pinnacle of games almost, but it's it's like the best platformer out there, probably. I don't know. Speaking of pinnacle of games, I have a somewhat funny story. Okay. I was talking to a friend of mine about video games, or a coworker of mine about video games. Yep. And we're we're just like talking and talking, and he's like, "I don't really do video games." I'm like, "Why not?" He's like, "I don't know, not really, not really my thing." I was like, "You don't like interactive storytelling that makes you feel things." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, kind of like getting into it with him, and he's he's he says something along the lines of like, "I've never had a game." make i've never had a game tell me a better story than like a tv show or a movie 
I was like, so you've never played Bioshock, <laughs> which is literally on my, my top tier of pinnacle of games for what it does. So I don't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you on one point here. All right. I don't know if Bioshock tells you a better story, but it definitely you makes you experience <laughs> a better story. There you are. I just want yeah. to clarify. Yeah. Yeah. So like we're like talking about this, and we're like, you know, we're going back and forth, and and he's like, so what's Bioshock about? I'm like, I won't tell you. He's yeah. like, well, he's like, well, I'm, why not? I'm never gonna play. I'm like, I don't care. I won't tell you. Yeah. It's like I'm just not like. There's very few people I would just like flat out tell. Yeah. I do the, not care. The, like, if... thing. If yeah. you will never play this game ever in your life, if you if you're someone yeah. who will die if you look at like an LCD monitor, I will still not tell you how Bioshock plays out. And yeah. I just I I wanted to I just want to like tell you that little thing that I was like uh, having a pseudo spat with him about. So. It's one of those one like that's what uh, we talk about it all the time. We talk about games, but like you have to experience like it's such an experience based thing like for that game and everything. Like you can you know. Uh, it's like certain movies and stuff like that. It's like you you can only watch them for the first time once. Yep. You know, and it's like there's certain there's certain ones where it's like the bigger feel, like you know, the one everybody kind of talks about to some degree, but it's like the Sixth Sense or something like that. Never yep. seen it, but you know, it's been long enough to where it's yeah, it's you know, everyone knows it, right? Like yeah, yeah, but like you know, that's one of those ones. that's like the people who got to watch that number, like what? Like you don't get to experience that again. That's Something along those lines, actually. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but the movie Joker with Joe Quinn Phoenix. No. Um, a lot of people really, really like it. A lot of people don't like it because they think it's telling a bad story. Uh, supposedly, people think that the movie was going to lead to a rash of uh, shootings. Because, okay. of course, it is. Actually, all it led to was a rash of people hurting themselves dancing down the stairs. Okay. <laughs> All but right. um, I really liked the movie. Okay. Like, I thought it was a really well-made movie, and I liked it. I liked the story told. I liked what happened in it. I have no desire to ever watch it again. Fair enough. And I realized this as I'm leaving the movie theater. Mm-hmm. That, like, I have no desire to ever watch this movie again. I don't know if it's going to change. Maybe I'll watch it again in the future. But it's, like, I just... That initial experience, like, it made me think a lot. It made me, like, you know, it was a really, really good experience. And I plan on buying the movie just because I want to own it. I just don't see a point in watching it again. It's kind of weird. I don't, there's not a lot of movies I watch twice. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big TV movie kind of person. So, like, people are like, yeah, let's sit down and binge watch stuff. And I'm like, I can get through like an episode of something and maybe a movie. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm awful like that. See, like... I'm I almost never watch a movie twice. Mm-hmm. But I've I have no. If someone's like, hey, let's watch this, I'm like, sure, let's do it. Yeah, like I'm I'm kind of like that too. But like, you know, I think, and you're probably different than me. If you're like, hey, we should do something. My first thought would be, not be, "Hey, let's watch a movie." Yeah, <laughs> like but, I just the thought of like I don't know. I just don't like sitting down and watching a movie that much for some reason. But I mean, I can understand it. Yeah, like but like I, there's some movies I really like that I like. If I buy it, usually it's a movie that it's like I'll watch this again. 
Yeah, like I do actually have a pretty decent backlog of like movies and TV shows that I've been buying and haven't been watching, and I really should catch up on them. But the ones that I want to watch, I want to give my attention to, which means I can't play Pokemon while doing them, oh, yeah. and as a result, I'm not watching them. So <laughs> that's just how I do, though, right? Like I get into moods yeah. where it's like I'm just gonna binge watch TV all day. Yeah, and then I I'll get to a mood where it's like I'm just gonna read like three books in a week. Huh. Yeah, I don't get like that. I usually stay pretty consistent with it. it's like ah, I'm gonna sit and play games. Although I'm I'm like super ramped up to do gaming, so like I've been kind of if if stuff stuff's blowing up in my life, um, and I have to stop re-recording podcasts. But I'm uh like I've been working on the game I want to run, but which by the way is absolutely screwing up my my Google Now suggestions, but for articles so be a gamer have that mess everything up yeah i i actually had a brand new trainee second day at work today working mm-hmm. with him in the freezer and he's like what's your do you like do you like cyberpunk i was like i love cyberpunk i'm just very very picky about my cyberpunk he's like well what do you mean it's like well i really really like Shadowrun. <laughs> yep because Shadowrun. Because Shadowrun. Yep. Yeah. I'm a big fan too. <laughs> that, that was like that was my that was like a little like explanation I had to make. It's like because I think he was trying to go with like um uh Detroit Become Human or whatever or something along those lines. Because yeah. he keeps asking me if I like video games and stuff. I heard that's good though. I've heard it's okay, but heavy-handed. Uh-oh. Okay. Most of my knowledge of video games comes from Yahtzee. Okay. So he embellishes, we'll say. He he's does. Not, he's not wrong. He's but not he wrong. embellishes. He does. Yeah. But yeah, I I don't know. I really enjoy Yahtzee's comparisons of things. I, I mean, actually like, the I bought a game entirely okay. because he says it was good. What one? Bloodstained Symphony of the Night. Huh, okay. It's a Castlevania knockoff. I was gonna say it sounds like it. Like the games of his, the the, the games that I've like seen him review that I've played. Like I go listen to, this, I'm like, yeah, this is 100 percent accurate. Actually, like with the like, it's over the top 100 percent accurate. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. but like you know, there's some of them that he describes that's like, oh yeah, this okay, like <laughs> in the, the quirky way. But it's like I don't think I could listen to him blind because you don't get the subtlety and nuance of what he means until you actually play the game. Yeah, like. You have to understand Yahtzee to to listen to his reviews. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of funny. He actually really likes Spec Out the Line. Also, I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was a perfectly serviceable game. Yeah. Well, he liked it because it just made him feel bad. Well, so like <laughs> the game itself was completely serviceable. Yes, it did. A, it was okay. It was it was a cover based shooter that did cover based shooter thing. Yeah. Like. I do like the the downward spiral of the game and the the aesthetic of it and everything and and the it it just it gave a different completely different look at that genre that genre of game is huge at that time too. Yep, absolutely insane. Everybody made one like, and it was such a different look at that genre of game. Like instead of everyone's the big damn hero and stuff like that, it's just it's it's showing that downward spiral to like, you know, and it's, it was so interesting. Like, 
Yeah. But yeah, like I, I just like I just really appreciate his his reviews of that though, and he's just yeah. like this game just makes me feel bad, and as a result, everyone should play it. I, I agree. Yeah, I like that. I'm yeah. I, it just it so de-emphasizes the normal glory of war that something like yeah. modern warfare gives you, and that's and that's what's so good, and that's what I that's what I did really like about it and stuff like that. It's just like. Every everything about it was awful in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah. Okay. Well, we're at an hour. <laughs> Go us. All right. But we can call it good, I guess. So we'll um, uh, hopefully hopefully next week things will work, and we'll see how this works. If we if it um uh, everything comes together with it, or if we quit podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> But. We'll just start. We'll just always do it this way. Instead. Yeah, well, we'll see if it works. But all right, cool. Interesting. Yeah, I'm sure it is. My right. mouse. My mouse. My mouse can get stuck in one of my monitors. <laughs> all right. I'll catch you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>